Why this fool got more comics than a motherfucker? Welcome back to MCMF, the comic book podcast, where I try to get you, dear listener, into the wonderful world of comic books by making my friends read said comics. My name is Marcus, Mr. Summers, if you're nasty, joining me on this episode to talk about something very near and dear to her heart, in Venom. It's Chloe. Welcome back, Chloe. I am here to make you and the audience uh, Venom fuckers. It's my only goal in life. <laughs> to make everyone understand. Because you and I have been friends. I need everyone to know. You and I have been friends for just over four years now. And I think for that entire time, you've been like way in on Venom. Um, so much so that when you told I, me that it started I think like after a lot of you... people. <laughs> Go ahead. You tell the Go story. Ahead. It's your story. Uh, I, I think like a lot of people, I saw the movie with Tom Hardy, and then I was like, let me go read some comics. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> see, like, you've been so in. I see so why lots of people like this. <laughs> so I didn't have that reaction until I saw the second movie. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I get why a lot of gay people like this. <laughs> I saw the second movie, and I was like, Oh, that this makes sense now. Oh, they're being gay on a beach. <laughs> of course. Uh, we're going to read today Venom the Hunger, uh, which is a four issue miniseries published in uh, starting in August of 96. Um, they did this weird thing in the 90s uh, with Venom specifically. He's the only character they did this with uh, where... Instead of doing a normal, like, run of comics where you pick a number, <laughs> you start at one and you keep going, um, they published this as, what was it, 18 different miniseries? Yeah, basically, like, in a normal comic, whenever you would have, like, so it's like X-Men 75, but it's like, the storyline is like Days of Future Past number two. They just had every storyline was published as its own differently titled comic, and it started over at number one every time. Right. So you go, instead of having like Venom one through sixty, it's like Venom Lethal Protector one through six, Venom Funeral Pyre one through three, Venom the Madness one through three, and so on. Uh, then it's... and this smack in the middle of those. Right, because it's the Hunted, the Hunger, and then Tooth and Claw, which is like a, a Wolverine team up. Uh, yeah, but it's like uh, and oh, just two a weird way before to this. It. Hmm? Like, it's just a weird way to publish it. It is, and a uh, two before this one is along came a spider, which is Venom fighting Ben Riley, because it's in the middle of the fucking Clone Saga, and also at the end of those issues is Hybrid, just like. By the way, hybrids in this. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. By the time this was published, hybrid was like an existing, like because like there's a letter 
there's letters to the editor in one of these, and they're like, hey, hybrids, really popular. You guys really like hybrid, I guess. Cool. And then they never used him again. <laughs> He's in Along Came a Spider, and then he never shows up again until he dies. Like it's Fuck you, Marvel. Really weird, because like, and I guess by the time they would have been there, been to that, that would have been like 98, 99, stuff like that. I imagine their thinking is on the way out. And so they're like, okay, what characters do we see as like viable in the immediate future? And so hybrid was not on that short list. Uh, but. This is a, a good little miniseries. If you have... How do I want to put this? So, there was the run a few years ago. The the Kate's run. Which, critically acclaimed. Venom fans hated it. Um, Not critically acclaimed by me. <laughs> like, if you look up, like, reviews of it, it's like, yeah, this is a really cohesive story they're telling here. And da-da-da-da-da. Uh... Every person I've ever met who is really into Venom, uh, except with the exception of one person I met uh, at like a party once um, that my old department manager was throwing. I went to his house for like Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. Um, and one of his wife's friends uh, was like, no, man, this Venom thing is really good. Just, just like she started talking to me about Null. I'm like, is this where am I? <laughs> No, I don't um, even care. I'm going on the record. It hates hater. Um, but he got a lot of pushback from Venom fans because uh, just because of the way he handled the the character, the relationship between the symbiote and Eddie, and he would kind of push back and go like, "Look, I don't see this the way you guys see it. I don't know where you guys are getting all of these like romantic." this romantic subtext that has apparently existed with them from that's not in my writing. I don't see that's in anybody else's writing. Uh, but then you read this and you're like, Donnie, what were you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Cause this isn't subtext. It's this is not just, even... this is just text. It's <laughs> and like, even if you look at like, so the Venom comics immediately before Kate's started writing Venom is the Mike pasta run which is also super fucking explicit they have a child together <laughs> romantically in the costa run it's sleeper and Donny they talk Kate's about like, how they're in love they go talk to a priest about it Donnie Cates is like mm, they have a cat <laughs> he's never read a Venom comic in his life I, you're probably right he's like yeah Venom Spider-Man anyway got it <laughs> Let's talk about the good comic. Yeah, so let's talk about this. This opens... Is Eddie in San Francisco here still? Is he... No, he's back in New York. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I did look that up because I wasn't sure at first. Because they never identify where he is. Um. Because it's not, like, important to the story. Right. But he is back in New York City now. Uh, um, the cover is, like... Venom is all like hunched over and he's just surrounded by all these fucking like hell monsters like there's a dude with like devil horns there's like a lady with like half her face melting off and her right hair behind is like a her. crow 
right behind her is a dude I thought was John Lennon. <laughs> it looks like the Sergeant Pepper John Lennon, but he's got like his face is just like it keeps going down and there's like four mouths. It's it's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening on this. You called it Geiger-esque, and I think that's apt. Yeah, it's it very much evokes to me, like, the Xenomorph from Alien, and also... Uh, do you know about that one fucking point-and-click adventure game that he did, like, the visuals for? Uh, is it I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream? Uh, it's called Dark Seed. It's like it's not a good game necessarily, but he did like all the visuals for it, so it's got all this kind of similar like, like tendon, muscular, like alien biology shit on it. I don't, it evokes that to me because I know about Dark Seed, but I don't think anybody else does. So it's fine. Dark Seed does seem like something that would be in a Venom cop. Like that's, that should be like a, one of these miniseries titles. Yeah, like legit. If you changed like the title of any one of these to Venom Dark Seed, no one would notice. That's like if you <laughs> call the pregnancy storyline. I'll say if you call the issue where Dylan is introduced Dark Seed, no one would have thought two ways about it. Dylan's not real. A camera hurt me. <laughs> You know what's fucked up that I think about often? How, just because, you know, the ages of comic book characters make no sense, how is Dylan Brock older than Normie Osborne? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Normie was born on the page in like 1985 or something. Eddie before e- Venom existed. I'll say Eddie didn't exist yet. <laughs> okay, uh, so this uh, this series has a lot of Eddie monologuing, like oh in his my head. God, it's so much monologuing. <laughs> this first um, panel of him is if... so funny. His eyes look so beady. <laughs> okay, he Eddie looks fucking strung out. Yeah, this is why people think series. people look at him and think like, "Oh, this dude is on drugs." Like they don't pay him any mind; they just think he's like a like a drugged out bum, uh, because he looks he's always sweating, his eyes are constantly like like his pupils are dilated crazy. It's it's like there's a shot of him like with his eyes and his irises shot. are so small. It's the very it's like first There's so panel. much white around them. Yeah. Uh, and he do you want to read his monologue or just want to talk about it? Uh, yeah, I can. I can do this first one at least. He says, "I can't sleep anymore. I forget how long. A week, maybe two. It's not so bad once you get used to it. The other doesn't need to sleep. Now we have more time to get things done. Mostly we work on carrying out our mission." But it's hard to protect the innocence of this city. Sometimes we can't find any. Then we have to do something different. So we pretend to be nobody like everybody else. Just another face in the crowd. Pimps, junkies, perverts, bums, crazy. The walking wounded and the living dead. But we have to be careful. If you let them get too close, they'll get their despair all over you. And it's like a guy going, change, mister? But this guy's like, 
he looks like a fucked up insect man in Eddie's perception yeah, of there's, him. Like, we see Eddie just kind of walking down the street. It's, like, the first panel, and it's, like, normal. And then it cuts to, like, real close to his eye. And then we get a panel where it's, like, surrounded by this, like, alien, like, kind of tendrils. And we see, like, Eddie's perspective where every single person is, like, a horrifying faceless monster. It's, like, when he's calling them in his head, like, oh, they're all fucking pimps and junkies and bums and crazies. And then you see, like, a close-up on the guy asking for change, and he's also, like, a clawed, like, a zombie freak guy. Um, And basically, this kind of first issue is just setting up, like, Eddie's whole vibe has gotten very rancid. Yeah, he uh, he is not doing well. Uh, and he, he like, lunges at the guy who asked for change, and it kind of backs out, and we see it's just a normal guy. It's just some dude. But Eddie is, like, full, like, like, venom goo, like, covers half his face, and he goes, like, half venom face, and he's like, don't tempt me. The, the venom with the hair is crazy. <laughs> he looks like Kane. This uh, is, like, Kane era. Then it cuts to Eddie in a movie theater, <laughs> looking very fucked up. Yeah, he goes to see Taxi Driver. He's like, fuck it. I'm not doing anything. I used to hate going He's to sitting there alone. <laughs> that was before the other and I found each other. Now I'm never alone. Life doesn't give you many happy endings like that. He's like eating. He's just sitting there eating popcorn. And like in his other hand, the symbiote is like making a hand to hold hands with him. <laughs> It's so funny. It's so funny because it's just a disembodied symbiote hand. It doesn't make a whole body. It just makes the hand. It's also very funny to me that, like, in the midst of, like, this, like, despair spiral that Eddie is clearly in where he's seeing everyone as monsters, it's like, yeah, we could go on a movie date, though, babe. Do you want to see Taxi Driver? Um, this is just what do what superheroes in the '90s would do. Like shit would not be going well. There's something clearly wrong, and we need to deal with it. Let's go see a movie. The first arc of the Tim Drake '93 Robin series. He also does this. There's like a, car, a carjacking ring going on, and he's trying to figure out how to crack it. And he's like, "Yeah, Oriana, we can go to the movies." And so he's sitting there at the movies. Uh, just like not paying attention, thinking about like, damn, where are they going to hit next? I got to figure this whole thing out. Uh, and she's like, hey, are you watching this fucking piece of shit movie? <laughs> this is literally so barely tangentially related, but I just want to talk about X-Men for a second. Shoot. In fucking New Mutants, when they go see Cats the Musical, like just like randomly in one issue, <laughs> and they're just walking out like, wow, that was crazy. <laughs> Sam's just talking about, wow, I've nothing like this back in Kentucky. Rain's like, oh, they weren't dressed proper. (laughs) Yeah, Rain, they're cats. You are also not dressed proper when you become a dog. Rain could literally just get cast in cats as her normal self. (laughs) Anyway, there's some hecklers in the movie theater where Eddie is. There's just like these three fucking goobers and they're like... Oh, they should have got Stallone for this. Note, Taxi Driver at this point has been out for like 10 years. 
When did, when did taxi, dri- taxi driver did not uh, hold on? What fucking year? It's got to be longer than that. It might be 1976. <laughs> it is 20 years old at this point. Can't wait to go you know, Star Wars and be like, oh, they should got Tom Holland. Do you know what movie Sylvester Stallone did in 1976? What? Rocky One. No, they couldn't Stone. have got Stallone because nobody knew who the fuck Sylvester Stallone was yet. We see Eddie's fucked up perception where they look like fucking. God, they look like looks like a skull jester or something. Yeah, these uh, they look like fucking Baldur's Gate enemies. These they look I, like. I they love j- how there's a little a little venom head on the panel yeah like so that you can see this is why eddie is seeing this like this yeah so they're like just kind of being rowdy in the theater and eddie's like shut up they're also the only other people in this theater there are and they're like oh fuck you nerd loser and then eddie goes back to um monologuing and he's like this was a nice theater once now it's a dump filthy full of vermin and he drops his popcorn the popcorn tastes like garbage the popcorn slams into the bottom of those panels too he 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 just throws it he didn't just drop it he spikes this he says i'm starting to feel a bad mood coming on and he like whips his head around and like his face is so fucked up it's like he and not in like a bad art kind of way it's like He's got, like, three mouths opening on his cheek, and his eye is, like, fully black and just, like, shimmering. Just him and there's, like, transformation. goo swirling around. Yeah. yeah. But it's, like, his actual... It's not, like, goo covering him. It's, like, his actual physical face is changing. It's just, yeah. like, warping. And he turns around and goes, Huh? What? You're talking to me? Because <laughs> they're watching fucking goes, Taxi Driver... He goes full venom. He looks fucking huge. I don't like, know. He literally looks like he's... He is gigantic. He looks like he's got one foot in one row of the movie theater and another foot, like, two rows up, and then he's, like, slamming his hand down, like, three rows farther than that. And so... And, uh... He says, this well, is peak. I asked you a question. This is also peak venom saliva era. So his basically his entire head has like a Dragon Ball Z aura of just like a green spit flying off of it. <laughs> looks like he had a status effect on him. Yeah, he looks like he's got poisoned in Pokemon. He said, you talking to me? Huh? I asked you a question. They go, oh shit, we gotta go, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Eddie's like... Eddie's like jumping at them and like slamming them into the ceiling and in his mind he's like, Ugh, nobody's got any manners anymore. And he says, These days it's easier to find for kids to find crack and guns than lessons in common courtesy. And you gotta web them to a ceiling just to get their attention. I didn't scroll down enough to see that, that was an actual panel, and I thought you were joking. No, that's a real thing he says. He's like, I get a little carried away sometimes. It's the job stress. Well, so what happens is he, like, webs them all to the ceiling, and he's grabbing one of the guys, 
and he's like got the dude's head like halfway in his mouth and he's I could just bite your head off slurp your brains down like big fistfuls of jello and then he he like cuts himself (laughs) off he's like uh nah and he just swings away and lets them go like he kind of freaks himself out a little and um I also think it's interesting how like the so he like he what he says is you gotta web him to the ceiling but it's like this fucking like I mean it looks like a like a termite mound or something made out of like tentacles there's like a weird length to it um cause he's webbing them to the floor actually or it's you can see or the no, seats like down, above yeah. him yeah it's yeah. upside down to the ceiling um but like it comes down weirdly far it's it 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 looks like I don't know it looks like it's kind of like a living kind of muscular extension yeah like a weird completely alive stalactite yeah uh um so Eddie goes back out on the street he's like fuck this and he sees more people asking for change he goes to a, like a convenience store to buy some snacks and he's still seeing everybody as like monsters and then we see him look at a security camera and he sees himself like in the convenience store and he just sees like a, a weird monster wearing his skin pretty much um, yeah he says um security cameras are the city's way of looking itself in the eye colors cover up the rot like makeup on a corpse cameras know better they see the truth one look and it's clear so black and white uh the and it's like the guy so it's not just oh yeah yeah, go ahead it's it's not just everybody else that he's seeing as a monster it's like also himself yeah uh the um the guy at the counter says always with the junk food chips twinkie soda cookies candy gum a cardiac you could have why not a sandwich maybe some nice roast beef you need shut up you don't know what i need he looks so fucked up in this channel. <laughs> He's like, you don't know what I need. Hey, like, you, no offense, you understand. Just give me my change in bag already. And then it cuts to, like, a really close-up, like, teeth-chomping panel, which I feel like you would usually get, like, with Venom, but it's Eddie just, like, tearing into, like, a Twinkie wrapper. Yeah. And he's just down in the sewer. <laughs> Living like a fucking Morlock. I don't need a fashionable lifestyle out of some slick yuppie magazine. No fancy dinners or condo on the Upper West Side. A dry spot in the underground, and I don't have to. And anything I don't have to cook suits me fine. Eddie, remember when you were like married? Remember when you had like a, like a life? You had a job. You could like you had like a warm bed to sleep in. Air conditioning. Remember that? Wasn't that nice? He bites into the Twinkie, and he has, like, like half his face is in shadow, and he's got, like, skeleton teeth as he's biting into it. Yeah. It's, it's The imagery is imagerying. Yeah, and he spits out the spits out the Twinkie, he's like, Ugh, It's all rotten! Nothing tastes right! It all tastes like, like sewage! There's gotta be something that's right. Something warm. 
gushy, wet, and, ye and yeah, wet and tingly. What the fuck? <laughs> He's like, like th throwing his hands up like in agony and like the sim coming out and like they form into venom like as he's like finishing up talking because he needs something warm gushy wet and tingly that's what marcus's uh, tender bio is listen i probably would have had much more success <laughs> when i was using it if that was it um but i would not be where i am now so he says, uh, I can almost taste it as if it's on the tip of my tongue. So he, like, he's craving something, almost, but he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> you go see the lady down the way, she got what you need. Guess he's like, I'm, I gotta get the fuck out of here, I'm gonna go work up an appetite. Um, and he, he kind of monologues about how he used to be a reporter, so he, like, knows where to go look for trouble. Yeah. Because, again, he's like, it, it's more of, like, his kind of, like, pessimistic mindset right now. He's like, ugh, the news in New York is just three things. Felony, tragedy, and misery. And I know where to find all three. So he just kind of goes into, like, this bar full of roughnecks. And he's like, anybody he's like, here know where to find the Harley with anybody know, here know who the Harley with the chrome forks outside belongs to? And this guy goes, yeah, man, that's my scoot. Fucking huge dude. Like, <laughs> that's my scoot. What's it to you? Scrap. And he drops the it looks like the pedals from the bike. It's the catalytic converter. <laughs> Eddie's with the Kia boys. And the guy goes, you're dead, you bitch, dead. I'm gonna kill you. And Eddie then... He, like, be he beats the fuck out of Eddie. Yeah, he throws Eddie through the window like he was fucking Marty Jannetty. Uh, and there's a guy sitting by the window and goes, Man, that's what I love about this place. Never a dull more. <laughs> because with a big splooge sound effect comes Venom's tongue into this dude's beer. I'd be so fucking mad. Splooge. I'd be so fucking mad, dude. I had to pay for this beer. This shit is not Venom's cheap. tongue just flies in through the window, s goes right into this guy's beer, and then Venom comes in and he goes, "Ugh, call that beer." Tastes more like runny buffalo spit. Not that scum of you deserve any better. What kind of stinking freak is this? Hey, I know him. I see his pa pa uh, his picture in the papers. Some kind of superhero. Is that so? Huh? Too bad, fam, we ain't no Doc Ock types in fruit suits. Well, Val, whatever happens to you happens. Uh, <laughs> so, Venom's in through the window, and, like, all of the bar patrons, like, pull out knives and shit. And they're like, Come <laughs> Correct on, response. Correct response. Hey, this dude came in hostile, fucked up somebody's bike, uh, and then came back in a fucked up creature. Let's kill him. We should kill that guy. <laughs> I think I also want to point out right now that it's like, as as part of like Eddie being like kind of fucked up right now, um, like this is like the era where Venom would always be like, we protect the innocent, um, and that's still like what 
he's telling himself. But they're literally just like going out and just fucking at picking a fights. These dudes are just hanging out. They're minding their fucking business. Like at the movie theater, it was like some guys fucking heckling the movie. And he's like, I'm going to fucking fight these guys. And now he's literally going out, specifically seeking out a dude and messing with him so he can fight them. Right. Like these um, guys are like, some of these dudes are probably like dude, factory workers. This guy by the window is like the most normal looking guy I've ever seen in one of these comics. We see like some dudes with knives and they go, he don't look like no superhero. And then it cuts to, it's the same guys, but now it's like the Venom perspective and they look like fucked up monsters. They look like goblins. And they say more like some kind of monster. And then we see like a really close, or it's just like a big shot of Venom's head. And he goes, you don't know Jack about monsters, dirt bag. I know, I know from monsters. monsters. And I'm and looking at them. And What's this human sewage? Low-life maggots. Yeah, we see it in their eye, in his eye. Like, like, all the people are monsters, and there's even a Spider-Man, like, back in the back corner oh, of his shit. eye. Oh, shit! I didn't catch that before. So he's fully just, like, projecting. Yeah, uh... Yeah, he calls them worthless human sewage, low-life maggots, corrupting innocents with your drugs and pornography, turning the city into an overflowing toilet. You make me wanna puke. Eddie is no fap. <laughs> it's also, I think, very purposeful on this page that, like, we see all the bar patron goons as, like, fucked up monsters. But Venom is also, like... I don't even know what he looks like. He looks like a fucking... Like a late-stage Power Rangers villain. But, like, from, like... Yeah. Light speed he's got, like... It looks like he's got, like, bones bulging out from under his goo. And, like, you know his mouth is, like... Or at least this reminds me of... Do you remember... In Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, when Trakina, um, like, has her big metamorphosis at the end of the show, it turns into, like, a fucked up weird monster. Like, that's... Oh, please hold. Like, Trakina's final form is, like, this weird, fucked up... It looks much more, like, demonic than this does. Or than, you know, Eddie does here, but that's... Yeah, I get what you're saying. Kind of like a... Like, he looks... Like a skeleton on the outside kind of look. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, and so... now all these guys are just, like, fighting back at this point. Like, the guy oh, that... Well... Venom takes him out in like a panel right but like the guy that it started with is like you son of a bitch I'm gonna cut you wide and he Venom knocks him back into a post and like he like backhands him like across the bar into like a pillar and he hits it head first and he we hear squeech cause part and of then, his fucking brain is leaking out and he goes Venom, again, gigantic, goes, something, 
smells good. Warm and mushy, wet and tingly. It's like fucking, looks like fifth. He looks like fucking five dudes mashed together, yes. like standing over this dude's body. And he like sniffs it real close and he goes, Mm-mm, it, it's soup. And then he fucking rears back, fucking bumps this entire dude's head in one bite, like getting like half the pillar with it, like the fucking brick pillar of this bar. And, one and we, we see up. some, like, there's, like, some, like, chewing noise onomatopoeia. It's like, yeah, uh, one of the guys wakes up and goes, he's, he's, he's eating Frankie's brains. And Venom kind of comes to and goes, huh? He's kind of like, what? No, no. Threatened it lots of times. Never meant to just to scare him. A joke. Something's wrong with you. Oh, God. Have to get away. Like, he's... It's it's basically like that same scene earlier, but he went, went with even it. farther before yeah. realizing what was going on. But he's, like, very horrified. Yeah, he's... Uh, the narration goes, I'm not stupid. I know what they'll say. The things they call us... Murderer. And he's like running into Monster. an alley, like knocking over trash cans, stumbling around. He hurls in a dumpster. And he's like, but we only hurt the bad people. It isn't what we do that scares everybody. It's what we are, the way we're together that they're afraid of. And then he says, what? What do you mean you want more? You wanted, you made me? No, no. They're afraid of the other. They don't understand that it feels. It has needs. It's just like a vitamin deficiency? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I won't. Don't ask me to. It's horrible. We're not a monster. We can't be. Um, and Venom is kind of like writhing around during this conversation. Head swinging one way, head swinging the other. And when he says, um, we're not a monster, we can't be, um... It, like Venom's mouth opens and we see Eddie's mouth like inside of that mouth screaming that. Yeah. And so they start to separate. Like you see the symbiote coming off him. Uh, and he says, uh, Eddie's monologue is, they can't know it's loneliness. It's craving for completeness, like an addiction, a hunger. We share everything, thoughts, feelings, a purpose. It's not human. But it's given me things no girlfriend ever could. This is not subtext. That's just text. I to go back for a second. I did want to talk about um, when he says it isn't what we do that scares everybody. It's what we are, the way we're together that they're afraid of. Mm -hmm. It. This is like two different things that might be contradictory but i'm just gonna talk about them like they aren't <clears throat> but um it's just like this kind of ongoing thing with eddie where he lies to himself yes which is kind of like the core of his character really like yeah, he that he fucking liked. he blames spider-man for his journalism career um everything has to be somebody I, else's fault 
Yeah. So it's like he's convinced himself that they only hurt bad people. Totally, you guys ignore all the exceptions. So it's like it can't. Well, which they be are many. That I'm doing bad things because I don't. So there must be some other explanation. Yeah, for why. For like why I'm an outcast. Uh, and so he, uh, the symbiote fully comes off of Eddie and he, uh, Eddie's like, wait, you can't wait. I didn't mean to, ah, I used to live for words, but the others showed me how small and useless they really are. We talk to each other with moods and pictures and memories and heartbeats. Some things are the same in any language. Like the one thing I and uh, I never thought I'd hear. And uh, so the symbiote is just like more and more pulling away. And at this point, it fully pulls away. And it's like now running down the alley away from Eddie. And he's chasing after it. And he's also fully buck naked, by the way. Stark he says, don't leave me. And, and so- in his narration, he says, some things are the same in any language. Like the one thing I never thought I'd hear. I'm sorry, but you can't give me what I need. And then the last page is just like this top-down panel Bird's of like naked fetal position Eddie in an alleyway, just like no. <laughs> it's about to get real cold too. Uh, issue two has a very cool cover because uh, it's all in black and white except for Eddie down at the bottom of the page in a straight jacket. Uh, with the symbiote forming his shadow. It's titled In the White Room. So we get introduced to a new character here who's going to be here for the rest of the mini. Yeah, Dr. Thaddeus Payne. He's a baldman. (laughs) It says, I have a a letter from his journal. It says, I have received... I'm not good... I'm not going to do his voice like this, but he would absolutely sound like, From the Journal of Dr. Thaddeus Payne. <laughs> like, that would be his voice. If he was in, like, a PlayStation 1 game. If he was in, like, Venom the Animated Series from the 90s. If he was in Jack and Daxter. <laughs> if he was in Spyro 2. Like, that's what he would sound like. So... Uh, Dr. Payne narrates most of this issue. Yeah. uh, Or at least this first chunk of it. He says, I've received an intriguing consultation request from Bellevue Hospital regarding a most peculiar new patient. As ever, curiosity precluded all question of refusal. Tell me what is known, Doctor. Omit nothing. He, like, comes into the hospital and uh basically like eddie has just been running around the city like screaming like no the symbiote it's gonna kill everybody gotta help me and so he ended up getting put in the hospital because he's acting crazy yeah nypd broke him uh brought him in last night and they're like yeah he's talking about aliens eating people's brains he's fucking crazy nobody knows his name uh and uh his like his blood work is like super fucked up too yeah, they were like, we thought he was on PCP, but uh, came back negative for drugs. 
Bloods comes off like chemical poisoning, but it all looks like he's got encephalitis. We have no clue what's wrong with this fucking guy. Um, They go over to, like, the fucking cell that Eddie is in, and he goes, let me out of here. You have to listen to me. I'm not crazy. And then he's, like, fully, like, hunched over on the ground, like, biting his own tongue, like, glaring at them. His eyes And you see the silhouette of the doctor go... Yeah, he barely has pupils, like or irises. He looks like he's turning into venom somehow. And so he's like, "You gotta I let mean, me out! Fucking... It's gotta be stopped!" And he's bashing his head into the sides of the of the room. It's like you have. To he's like, "Oh, it's gonna kill everybody! Eat their braids!" And they're like, "Yeah, we'll uh, we can take him to sanitarium, no problem." We got some empty beds. Yeah, the, the doctor's like, that. yeah, real interesting. We don't want him. <laughs> we don't got the money. He's like, uh, uh... And Eddie's like fully bloodshot eyes, just like staring at them. He's like, idiots, you don't understand. It's not like us. It's an alien life form. You don't know anything about its life cycle. It's dietary needs. I can see it. Thinking. It has a very strict s- bedtime routine. We see another of those, like, alien muscle panels. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, earlier that was, like, kind of Eddie's vision, but now it's Eddie seeing the symbiote's vision. Right. Because they're still, like, linked. And so he sees it going through the sewers, chasing after rats... Uh, and eventually makes its way up through a toilet into, like, this, like, motel uh, where a dude is slapping around a sex worker. Uh, like, he smacks shit out of her because she goes, hey, quit it. I don't do rough. And he backhands her. He says, I'm paying you. You'll do what I tell you to. And then uh, this Venom jumps out and just... <laughs> Yeah, there's like mirrors all around and this is kind of being told through the doctor taking down a transcript of Eddie's like ramblings as he's watching this. He's like, there's mirrors everywhere. I can see everything. But oh no, I can't stop it. And the symbiote is fully like, it looks like a fucking bug. It's just like, it's not even talking, it's just like... And it just kind of like slams down on this guy. It wraps its tongue around his throat and starts chomping down on his fucking head. Yeah, it uh, immediately just like it's a like those sounds as it sucks out this dude's brain. And then the uh, the lady starts screaming for help, and like some goons run in. They're like, "What's your problem, woman? I oughta." What the fuck is that? And the the symbiote just looks like this fucking mass of like a fucking I don't know because they're not like Bones tentacles because they look solid and like it looks like it absorbed a bunch of bugs and is using like that as like a template. And it's just like, <laughs> and then it fucking spears all the goons. And they, they're trying to shoot it. 
and doesn't work. And they're like, I think we need bigger guns. <laughs> and then Eddie's like, macho pinheads. They can't hurt it. All they can do it. All they can do is make it mad. And we just see the symbiote fucking tearing through these guys, fucking eating all of them. Yeah, and, uh, like, it cuts back to Eddie, who just goes, yeah, crunchy on the outside, chewy on the inside, warm and tingly hits the spot. And then goes, then, like, Eddie kind of snaps back to reality. He's like, Lord, no, I didn't mean, not me. It, you have to let me go. I'm the only one who can control it. And uh, in that panel where he's like really getting into the brains, it's like a match, like half and half shot of like half, like the symbiote's face and half Eddie's face. Yeah. So, Dr. Also, Payne, I, go ahead. I, I just want to point out, it's not really explicitly kind of told right now, but... The so the symbiote does not eat the sex worker lady in this scene. No, it just eats like all the goons. It eats a guy who was slapping her around, and then the dude's goon who were trying to shoot it, which is like, I feel like that's intentional as part of like Eddie and the symbiote. Eddie has been believe. so adamant about yes. this, like we hurt we the only, innocence thing. We only hurt bad people. That it's it's still kind of influencing the symbiote's behavior even after they've separated. Uh, and so Dr. Payne goes, hmm, not since Morbius have I encountered such an interesting case. How <laughs> I get the Morbius mention? Hey, yo. I can scarcely imagine what secrets his tormented brain must harbor. Awaiting the revelation only a sharp blade and a steady hand may provide. How soon can he be transferred? Give me an hour to ram through some paperwork and he's yours. And so uh, they're transferring Eddie to the sanitarium. Yeah, Innsmouth Hills Sanitarium, Long Island. And Eddie immediately, after they get him out of the ambulance... <laughs> Headbutts one of the one of guys. the guards is like how much, ugh, how much Thorazine did they give him anyway? And Eddie goes, not nearly enough. And he fucking headbutts he the guy and fucking starts, like, stun gun him. headbutt. And they're like, zap him, zap that son of a bitch. <laughs> they tase the shit out of him after he kicks the one of these dudes in the like balls. A, gets him with like a tase wand, and, and they like, so they strap Eddie into like. A fucking <laughs> luggage dolly, but they, they they slap a mask on him that looks like a bionicle. It's like it's supposed to evoke like a Hannibal Lecter thing, I think. Yes, but that's just because exactly it's what red, because it's red, it just looks like the fuck whatever the red bionicle is called. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Don't ask me the fucking, name. Fucking is yes. this uh, Tahu the red guy? <laughs> So, uh, Dr. Payne is like, uh, Upon arrival, the new patient demonstrated the potential to become a severe discipline problem. I therefore resolved to devote our first appointment to conveying to him my personal disapproval of such behavior. And he's just doing, like, a, like a villain rant. He looks like a vulture. To Eddie. 
And he's like, ah, I advance medical science, and it's gonna hurt you more than it hurts me. And he, like, he has this thing where, like, I don't know if he is, like, an amputee, or if he has, like, a, it goes over his normal hand, but he has, like, these robot hands that are, like, clawed and, like, evil-looking. Yeah, he's like, uh, while I dislike employing psychosurgery or electroshock for patient management, I will use them when necessary. I do hope there will be no further incidents like today's. Otherwise, I will have no choice but to take the matters in hand. As he shows Eddie his, like, fucked up hand. I feel like it's very intentional that Payne's robot hands have that same kind of sinew, like, alien muscle look that Venom does. Yeah, um, and they've got like and they're like the same silhouette. color almost. Yeah. Uh, so he puts Eddie through a bunch of tests and is like, "Okay, uh, it's definitely not like some weird brain syndrome. Uh, it's not an imbalance in his chem- brain's chemistry, uh, or he does have no, it is a yeah brain he chemistry does have imbalance. no uh, phenethylamine. Yeah." He's like, there's no evidence of physical trauma or disease to account for it. Uh, Um, I have to explore that this dude is telling the truth and that there is actually some manner of alien that was bonded to him. Uh, And now I need to find this thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say, he also says that, like, oh, there's some morphological alteration to the subject's body, like enlargement of the pores, which I just think is very, like, it's a very cute detail of, like, oh, yeah, the symbiote's, like, coming in and out of his skin all the time. Right. He would have big pores. You would be able to see Eddie's pores down the street. Yeah, he's, like, fucking zapping Eddie in the brain. He's got, like, a Frankenstein machine on his head. Yeah. And uh, the guys take him to his next appointment with the doctor. And they ca- they're they calling him J.D. for John Doe. <laughs> they're like, all right, come on, J.D., time for your appointment. Wouldn't want to be late now. Uh, they ha- And they, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Payne is like, oh, ever since Eddie, like, kind of, ever since he kind of recovered his mental faculties, he isn't blabbing about the symbiote anymore. And we see Eddie is like fucking alert as shit. He is fucking observing these guards. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, he doesn't talk about the symbiote anymore. And I have been equally diligent in pretending that I don't believe it exists. Uh, and he asks, have you ever been hypnotized? He said, well, I tried it once. It didn't work. Hmm. He gives Eddie fucking acid or something. Yeah, he's like, it's a mild psychotropic. Help you relax and concentrate. Concentrate on my voice and your connection to the one you call the other. Can you feel it now? He says, yeah, alone in the dark. Awful to be alone. (laughs) Looking at this thing where he says, yeah, alone in the dark, all I can think is just like, Hey man, do you do you have any recommendations for like 
kind of middle of the road Xbox 360 games, yeah, Alone in the Dark. This is so cold, so meaningless. And we get like a match cut of like, so it's Eddie's face and he's in front of like a barred window and then it kind of zooms in on the bars and then it match cuts to like, um, like shadows that are like doing the same thing and then we zoom out from those shadows to it's like the symbiote like under a grate. Yeah, as it's moving through the city. Says, uh, but worse than the loneliness, the hunger. It's the title of the comic. He said it all. I think does he say it in every issue? Because he said it in the last issue too. Maybe. Uh, um, I think it's also worth noting that I, I know we already talked about how the symbiote looked like a fucking bug monster in the last appearance of it, but like now it doesn't even have any color on it. It's just like solid blue. Like it's not even attempting to hold like a kind of structure. It's just like a it looks like a big ass snake. Yeah. I I feel like it's purposely looking like more monstrous. Like, the longer it's, like, yes, away the, from Eddie. The more separated they get, the more it just looks like some weird beast. And, um, so and we see... There's, like, a taxi driver and a bike bicyclist just, like, fucking yelling at each other. And the symbiote's kind of, like, creeping up on them. And, like, one of them pulls a knife, and the taxi driver, like, pulls out a shotgun. They're like, fuck you, man, you ran over my bike, fuck you, no, you're a loser, blah, blah, blah. I love that the taxi driver clearly has a dude sitting in his backseat, too. Yeah, we, <laughs> we cut to that guy on the phone. Like his taxi driver is getting in a fucking armed altercation with a <laughs> pedestrian, and he's just like, I don't care what Shapiro says, I'm the prosecuting attorney on this case. I See, like, if I'm in that car, I'm just like, hey, uh, I'll call you back. <laughs> Like, phone in hand. Hey, my taxi driver just got out and is about yeah, to my, shoot a dude with a shotgun. I will call my, you back. Yeah, my Uber is getting in a fist fight right now. <laughs> uh, I have to call work and tell him I'm going to be late. So the, the taxi driver pulls out a shotgun to fucking shoot this guy that he just ran over his bike. And the symbiote is fucking, like, eating them. And the taxi driver said, Oh, man, you see it, too? I was hoping it was just a crack flashback. <laughs> the guy goes, That's acid, stupid. Crack doesn't cause flashbacks. I love 90s comics talking about drugs. Oh, my God. It's always like, It's kind of crack... I fear he may be on crack. There's crack found in his system. So the taxi driver fucking... Come and get me, you ugly motherfucker. And he blasts the symbiote with a shotgun. Which and it, you like, would think would do something. Yeah, it does something because it's a big noise. It's a big, uh, big fire suddenly bursting forward. It does a little bit of damage. And, uh, well, and also like... It's just goo at this point. Right. So, like, there's no disadvantage to just, like, dropping, basically. Because the, the symbiote, like, he shoots it and it kind of, like, 
bursts a little bit and just kind of schlops all over the floor. And then the and then the the, the bicycle guy's like, "Nice shooting, Tex. Now you owe me a new suit." And Tex Shiver's like, "Shut up, or I'll reload and blow your brains out." Uh, and then he gets his fucking brains eaten. Because, like, 50 little symbiote head tendrils come out of the goo <laughs> They mass. look very cool. It, they're like the little xenomorph mouth. <laughs> That's exactly what they look like. They look like if we drew this anymore, Ridley Scott was going to sue everybody in the room. It's like a pile of snakes, and you just see, like, it's literally blurred in the background of them just, like, descending on these dudes fucking... <laughs> Killing, eating them. Then the guy gets out of the cab and is like, I demand to know what's going on here. And he looks up, and the symbiote comes down and eats his fucking brain. He says, the third and one's I, I think that's also a, like, kind of purposeful devolution of the symbiote, because, like, in the earlier scene, it didn't eat the sex worker lady who was just kind of an innocent bystander. But now it's eating people who like this guy was just in a cab he's just a lawyer guy the symbiote eats him too yeah the guy is just kind of there and he says uh when it cuts back to eddie he says the third one's brain doesn't taste good like an egg without salt as if whatever's it whatever it is in brains it craves he didn't have enough of and the guy the doctor says Interesting. Uh, you're going to have to say that every time because I cannot wrap my brain around how that fucking said phenethylamine. Yeah, it's um it, the actual chemical. It's it can be like phenyl ethyl uh, phenyl ethylamine or phenethylamine, which it is a real brain chemical. And if you have low of it, you can be depressed. He says, ah, well, that'll be all for today. And the guys start to take Eddie back. Like, that was some show you put on in there, JD. Reminds me of a guy I saw on TV once. Said he'd be kidnapped by aliens. They hypnotized him right there on the show so he could describe how they replaced all his feelings with uranium. Maybe that's Other guy's like, there's an idea, JD. Maybe if you ever get out of here, you can get yourself on Oprah. Stop calling me that. Well, my name isn't JD. It's Brock. Eddie Brock. And I'm checking out. And he smashes this dude over the back of the head with the, like, thing. For some reason, they've decided to use, instead of handcuffs, a giant, like, metal bucket that his hands are, like, padlocked into. And surprise, surprise, he uses the giant metal bucket to fucking KO these dudes by slamming it into their heads. And they, he takes the keys from them. He calls them a jerkweed. Uh, <laughs> I wrote that down in all caps. I was like, he calls them a jerkweed. Like, he jerk gets weed. this dude's key off of his belt with his teeth and then fucking unlocks the fucking handcuffs. Uh, takes the and key he fucking, on. he crouches down monkey style. He's like, all right, time to fly out of this cuckoo's nest. And he grabs the key card. Uh, and so the doctor is going over everything that Eddie's told him. And he's like, clearly the patient's physical fitness is exceptional because he's watching him or, break out. Yeah. 
Insecure. And we also see kind of in the background behind the doctor's like computer panel, we see some people who look kind of like the monster people from the last issue who haven't yes. been in this issue. And this isn't how but they're kind of Eddie's like in the background of the, it's, it's like in the background of like the panel that the doctor is in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's, he's watching Eddie escape and he's like, ah, oh, he's really buff. And my assessment of his mental condition is correct. Not that I ever doubted my diagnosis. In fact, I was counting on it. And he's like, me. I dare say the prognosis for a successful outcome is excellent. And as Eddie escapes, he says, we can't go on like this. It's got to stop. It's got to. Uh, and that ends this and issue. Like in the starry night above him is kind of like a silhouette of Venom. Just kind of behind Eddie yeah. as he's escaping. Uh, the So before the uh, the letters to the editor page, they do have this cool little Venom fan art page. Comics need to bring I this love, shit back. They're going to bring this shit back. I love back. when they have fan art. Uh, and these, it's like, so you can tell they're like from kids and these stuff. These are from like 13 year olds. It's awesome. Uh, I want to know... Um, this third one, like, was that in like 1996 MS Paint? That might or have been. That's what that it? looks like. That's it looks like MS Paint. If you look at the fire behind him, the way that the um the uh the orange is done, it looks like he used the spray paint tool in mm -hmm. MS Paint and did that. This is like legitimately some incredible stuff. Um, like this last one from Edgardo Sanchez, the way that he did like the cross hatching on this. Yeah, the way he did like awesome. the blacks is <laughs> like uh, please note that all artwork submitted becomes the property of Marvel Comics. We can't promise to print everything <laughs> we receive, but we'll sure try. Uh yeah, this is some really cool shit that had to be drawn by teenagers. Um And I've seen there have been some fan art pages in like the X-Men stuff I've been reading too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they like, were literally using like fan submitted costumes for Kitty. That sounds uh, at right. one point because Kitty changes costumes like four times in the eighties. It's she's wearing a different costume like every fucking storyline. It's like Card Captor Sakura, <laughs> and this is why Kitty does not like all of those eighties X Men characters have like an iconic look, and for Kitty, it's just like put on the training uniform. Put on the training uniform because we don't have one for her. She never stuck with one. Oh, they! I didn't read these fucking editor letters. Someone asks, "Why don't you make this a fucking normal series already?" And they were like, "And then uh, the editor's like, question. no plans to end the series of limited series format anytime soon, Jerry.'" And they're just like, hey, uh, hopefully you won't mind what we've got for the next story arc. Wolverine will be in it. Like, it's not even, it's not even subtle. It's not even, they're like, we, uh. We got Wolverine. It says, uh, hey, no plan to like end the series of limited series format anytime soon. But when you see what we got lined up, especially for the very next story arc, we think you ultimately won't mind. Just a hint, snicked. And it's like, oh, okay, Logan will be there. Um. So issue three, bug hunt. 
By the way, part of the reason that Hybrid isn't in this all the time is because Hybrid is in New Warriors at the time. He's not not in that many issues of it, though. Yeah, but that is the reason that uh, that, um, Tom Brevoort gives for it here. Is it Tom Brevoort or is this uh, Glenn Greenberg answering this? One of the two. Um, But it says, hey, uh, Dear Eddie's Clubhouse, please, please, please do not put Hybrid in the pages of New Warriors. Let Hybrid have his own series. It's something new, something I can relate to as a young black male looking for a new comic book hero. Please let me know what will happen next to Hybrid. He says, we'll let you know as soon as we can, uh, Charles. We, we can tell you this, with New Warriors ending with issue 75. Okay, I read that wrong. With issues, uh, Oh, yeah. So he's not, he doesn't become like a full member because the book gets canceled. Rip. <laughs> so issue three, we cover. Eddie's looking scared. He's got like a flashlight. His arms are and, fucking like, massive on this cover. Hell yeah. <laughs> And the symbiote's, like, like kind of arching over him. And it's full-on got, like, uh, like feelers, like a bug. Yeah. Uh, And this issue is called Bug Hunt. Uh, So, uh, Eddie is fucking suiting up, baby. He looks like Rambo. He's got the... He literally looks like Commando. He's got night vision goggles, a fucking... Lancer from Gears of War. Massive gun. It's massive. If you look at the retro lancer. It looks like two guns stacked on top of each other. It's got a big ass knife on the front. Mm -hmm. Did you ever play Gears of War 1 and 2? A little bit. It does look like a Gears of War gun. Specifically, the one they call the retro lancer that is just like a vibrating bayonet. (laughs) It's like a a knife strapped to a piston. They're like, yeah, we suck it on this gun. Let's see what happens. Uh, he's stomping through the sewers. Uh, he goes to the library and learns how to build a bomb. <laughs> he mentions the Oklahoma City bombings, which feels in poor taste. Well, the reason he mentions it, he's like, ever since that ha- thing happened, there's been a lot of talk about bomb building information being available on the internet. But you don't need a computer to get that kind of stuff. It's just you can just find it in a library. He says, you don't need that a computer to see that, to get at that kind of stuff. Not when a big chunk of the Dewey Decimal System is devoted to war and military. It's like he's he goes to the library. He's researching how to build bombs and shit. He's going to like the hardware store to buy like cable and like <laughs> chemicals. And he then he's like, the guy, hey man, what's the tensile strength of this? He says, ah. Uh, don't know this is the average uh interaction i had working at a guitar store hey man what's the uh how much force can this take they're fucking strings dude i don't know don't this break them toothbrush em. certified by the national dental association hey man what's the uh what's the radius of this at the fifth fret can you go fuck yourself please <laughs> so uh He's like, oh, what the hardware store doesn't have, try army surplus. And when they don't have it, there's always the black market. So he's getting, like, rope, pepper gas, fucking chemicals, guns. He gets, like, a drug dealer to brew up phenethylamine for him. He's like, I mean, that's a little weird. I usually crank an MDMA, but, like, I guess. (laughs) He's like, hey, man, fuck all that. You just want to get high? I got plenty of shit for that. Um... So we see Eddie, like, kicking a sewer grate in. 
He goes, my name's Eddie Brock, and I used to have a symbiotic relationship with an alien. When the other left, it took half of me with it. Can't live without it. Can't live with what it's become. I remember a t-shirt my ex-wife gave me a long time ago. If you love something, set it free. If it doesn't come back to you, hunt it down and kill it. And he's fucking, like, climbing through the sewers. He's got his big-ass gun with, like, a flamethrower taped to the bottom. A flamethrower? It looks like goggles. a grenade launcher attached to it. <laughs> and he's like, Arr! he's got, like, his fucking army man mouth. Uh, and he says, I can still feel it. The way an amputee can feel a missing limb. Like an itch in a phantom arm you can't scratch. It's sick. Half crazy. Maybe more than half. Nobody knows better than me how dangerous that makes it. Nobody on Earth, anyway. And, he's and he, like, senses the symbiote off to his side, and he turns around <laughs> shoots his flamethrower. But he's forgets like, he's wearing ah, night fuck, vision goggles? <laughs> like a fucking daredevil villain? He goes, stupid! Next time, take night vision goggles off! Before using flamethrower. Uh, and he just burns up a couple of rats and he goes, wait, rats don't smell like burnt pork. And he turns, he just sees a dude in a fucked up I love New York t-shirt. So the connection between the stiff isn't here by things. accident. The symbiote knows I'm coming. And so he sees a memory of when the symbiote killed this guy. Yeah, and, and it it's killed like, a bunch of cops, too. I feel like the symbiote killing cops is supposed to symbolize, like, oh, look how far it's fallen. It can't oh, tell it's good killing for bad finest. Oh, yeah, but it can't tell Mar good for bad. But I was just like, okay. Marvel NYPD is the most fucked up organization. It's second only to, like, the Canadian government in the Marvel Second universe. only to the real NYPD. <laughs> Uh, and so they try to kill the symbiote. Symbiote gets away, fucks up more of these guys. It's like uh, it gets the the suspect that they're detaining. Oh, and specifically, the guy says, I didn't do it. I didn't do nothing. But then the symbiote still kills him. Yeah. And Eddie's like, oh, my God, this is so fucked up. Ew, I can taste its fucking blood and the dude's blood and brain fluid. This is disgusting. As I get closer, the link gets stronger. I should have known from the beginning. It's obvious. Clear as day. We can run from each other all we want, but we can't hide. There's literally like a... Like rats in a maze next to him. It's, it's like a... I don't know. The panels are cool. It's like Eddie's like sitting there like with his hand to his, hand to his temple. And then it's like a shot of like what he sees through his night vision goggles. And then it's like a like a kind of black and white rats in a maze thing, which is kind of like symbolizing. Yeah, that it's they're going to keep doing this, that they're stuck in this loop. Uh, we cut to a pizza van. Nondescript van that simply says pizza on it. Not suspicious it's the, at all. It's the Ninja Turtles. Uh, and Payne and or Payne has a couple of his goons monitoring everything. And they're monitoring uh, Eddie specifically because um, they put an implants in him before he left. So he's not in a fight yet, but he's expecting one. The operation should be completed without complications. And Dr. Payne and is appearing to... Payne is brain. back at his... 
Yeah, he's back at his fucking at the sanitarium with his fucking claw robot hand cutting into a brain, and he he like brings it up to taste it, and he's like, mm, "I must remember to thank Doctor Lecter for this recipe." Get it? Like Hannibal. And it's like it's not very subtle, but like th- the point that it's making is that pain is as bad as. Eddie and the symbiote were at the beginning of the storyline. Yeah. And he's doing it because he wants to. Not out of a raw animalistic, like, I have a chemical deficiency and this is the only place I can find it. Yeah, he's just a sicko. Yeah. Sick freak. Uh, Uh, Cut back to Eddie being chomped by a gator, (laughs) which I wrote down, I would make fun of a gator being in the sewers. Except I did just read, like, two issues of Power Pack where they had to fight off, like, 20 gators in the sewers. They're just gators in the sewers. It's like, it's established. They're just gators The New York sewers are full of gators. Uh, He shoots the flamethrower at the gator, and he goes, freaking gators. I do like uh, Eddie's, like, commando outfit here. He's holstered out of his mind. Yeah, he's cute. Uh, And it's not like a... It's not like a... um, like a Rob Liefeld, like Todd McFarlane look either. Cause he still looks like a human being. Yeah. He just, like, he doesn't look like fucking cable or Shatterstar or any of those dudes who are just like bigger than a person could possibly be. Which is just a credit to this artist, Ted Halstead. Yeah. He did a lot of work at Valiant. Uh, and this, that was it. <laughs> he was like a freelancer in the nineties. He mostly worked at Valiant. Uh, and did these these four issues and then one other Venom story. Or actually one issue of yeah. another Venom story. Um, And so Eddie realizes that he is seeing again through the symbiote's eyes. Um, sees it. Sees it see him. And it's like, it doesn't know. It just gave itself away. Like I said, can't live without it. Can't live with what it's become. And he starts, a he sets the on timer to bomb. Yeah, he starts a 10 minute timer on a bomb that he's fucking brought with him. And he and whips around and he goes, I know you're there. And the symbiote just starts like charging at him. And it's like, <sighs> he's like, you gotta listen to me. It can't symbiote, go on like this. It, the symbiote looks very fucked up. It looks like a. It, it was. Um, it it's so hard to with like describe the visuals. So it's like a venomized rat. I I feel like it's literally just the symbiote. Like it's not bond thing. But the shadow that you see is a rat. I could. Oh no no. I, yeah, there is like a rat here. Mm-hmm. Okay. You walked past it earlier. Yeah, and it just said chiller. It's just like. I don't, it's like a rat, but it's also like a skeleton rat is kind of mm. what it looks like. But also there's a bunch of like teeth and gums and spit. Yeah, it's yeah, really he, uh, visceral. And he goes, it's changed so much. Can we still go back to the way things were? And he shoots the flamethrower. Does it even want to? The symbiote's just like... <laughs> I'm not sure it recognizes me as anything besides another meal. And Eddie's like, I can't let you keep killing people and eating their brains. And he's just like shooting fire all over, like doing this. 
Yeah, he's like trying to kite it, basically. It's like, maybe you don't remember me or what we were together. Maybe that's all over now. But I can't forget. I can't just let it go. And I fucking love this scene because it's such like a dramatic like scene of him like it's like I know you're in there, sweetheart. He's he's literally grabbing the symbiote and going, "Look at me, look at me. This isn't you. This is not who you are." <laughs> he says in the narration, and the, the since it all, is like the, in the narration, he says, it's like, "Since and it all went bad," he grabs him and is like pulling him in. Yeah. Uh, into its mouth. He says, since it all went bad, I've been la- I've lain awake nights thinking about being wrapped inside the other again. Wh- what? He said, I should call her. Like... <laughs> and he's like, uh, when it pulls him into his mouth, he's like, this ain't what I had in mind. And he, we see Eddie's fully like inside its mouth. But then the symbiote spits him out, and it's like... He's like, "Uh uh-huh. Didn't think you'd like the way I taste after soaking in bug spray. I know lots of things you don't like. And he takes off these two, like, like these two, like, screamers that, uh, that the symbiote fucking hates, and he sets off a flare. There's a big-ass, like, scree, like, onomatopoeia. And a big flash. Uh... And he and says, then, uh, you know how it is. Someone gets close. They let their guard down. They tell you their secrets, show you their weak spots. And then when you get into a fight, you know just where to stick the knife. And he starts to say, I'm sorry, but it's for your own. Ah, crap. I never bought that line when people used it on me. I don't want to fight. I don't want to hurt you. I'm going to shut off the screamers, okay? Don't be afraid. I came here to help. You've been yeah, And the symbiote is actually like confused for a second it's like her like with a question mark yeah uh i like the i like the way symbiote looks in in this panel where he's like a little it's like a little he's just kind of looks like a little guy looks like the spy versus spy dudes yeah he does Uh, you've been sick i brought medicine i can pronounce what it's called but it's the chemical that's in brains that makes you crave them and the symbiote like sniffs at the the jar and it's like that's it and Eddie's like uh, back where it came from it probably got what it needed the atmosphere but Earth Earth is is a natural natural environment environment, and it was never meant to be joined with a human that's it and the he he basically it's like he's giving a cat like a like some fish the scene is just like sniffing it and then it's like oh shit this is that thing I like actually that's what we've been waiting for. And then he's like, that's it. Yeah. Shh. Gonna be okay. And Eddie says, um, I'd, I'd never heard of phenethylamine before Payne mentioned it, but I looked it up afterward. Turns out it's one of the neurochemicals govern a Your brain makes more of it when you're in love. And the symbiote kind of like collapses, sated into Eddie's arm. Yeah. And then we get this full page panel of like the symbiote just like draped over Eddie's shoulders and Eddie's like caressing it and looking at it so lovingly. He's like, I won't let it happen again. I promise. And his narration here 
He says, the other took what it could from me, but I didn't have enough to give. And then they, this tender reunion is interrupted by these dudes bursting in. Uh, Maids, goons. I should have known I got away from him too easy. Can't move. And they, uh, they, they're like, get the specimen container. It's nice and sluggish, just like the doctor predicted. Can't move. Can't breathe. Must be going into shock. Hallucinating. But I swear I see him standing over me and laughing. That's that's the end of the third issue. Which brings us to issue four, uh, which opens with Eddie face down in a sewer. My note is this is the most disgusting way I, you could ever wake up. This is typical Eddie. If I woke up face down in a sewer with a bomb about to go off, I would just let the bomb go off. <laughs> so he says, I set the timer for 10 minutes in case something went wrong. I had no way of knowing how far gone with sickness the other the other was. Couldn't be sure I wouldn't end up its next victim, but I can guarantee I'd be its last. I figured if it came to that, we'd at least go out together. But uh, obviously he didn't expect to get ambushed, so now he's got to fucking run out of the sewer. Yeah, this timer's at 15 seconds, and he sprints out of here as it goes off. And he, like, fucking jumps out. He, and, uh... <laughs> he lands, like, like, in a river of goons. They should have made sure they defused me when they had the chance. Yeah! <laughs> 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 like an epic action guy leap from the explosion. And he uh, slams into water. He goes, the other and I have been apart for too long. I miss the feeling of being covered with black liquid. Hudson River Sludge just doesn't cut it. At least and I, I fucking... I love how in this issue, even though he's like very stressed about the symbiote being kidnapped, it's like now that he knows that the symbiote is better, Eddie's in such a great mood in this. He starts making a ton of jokes. Yeah, he's more like himself here after this. Uh, and it, it also helps that like he was separated enough for like his brain to recover. Yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, uh, Kevlar does not always stop rifle slugs. I definitely uh, broke some ribs. Uh, maybe I can get Payne to get... write me a script for painkillers before I ram his teeth down his dirtbag throat. It's... He, like, heaves himself up onto the dock. And some guys are like, hey, yeah, you. He's like, oh, what now? Freaking, Freaking bikers. We told you wet brain winos to stay clear of our pier. Yeah, spoils the view, you know. And one they of come them at him with a chain, and Eddie's like, "Shut up! He I don't catch- have time for your crap." He catches the chain, pulls the dude in, gives him a fucking tiger knee like Sagat, and uh, then he whips the chain at the dude with the knife, and he's just like, "Walk, walk, walk! The other needs me." Beats the fuck out of these dudes. And then we cut to pain. Um, I, I, it's it, like it. Speaking of, um, y- you know, Rob Liefeld, Todd McFarlane. This is some edgy '90s shit. Yeah, 
we cut to him like doing a bunch of his like evil experiments one of which being a headless body of a pregnant woman that he has on like life support he's like mm, as i suspected the cerebral cortex is not required to carry gestation to term that's so and it's just like gross there's like six other dudes that he's like fucking torturing basically and we can see now that like from Payne's perspective these people look like the fucked up monsters yes uh like he's supposed to mirror Eddie in a lot of ways uh and he uh one and, of the guys uh, goes kill me please kill me just oh dear no i could never do that physician assisted suicide is highly unethical uh the pain gets a page because the symbiote is here and we cut to him like uh looking at the symbiote and reflected in like the glass case we see pain like also with a monster face so it's a it's a full reversal of like the roles basically right um just he's like oh extraordinary back. fascinating yeah Evil scientist things. Get the specimen to the quarantine chamber and prep for examination. Shall we begin? It's got like the, it's he's got the symbiote in a big tube that's got like robot hands inside it, and he's pinching at it and shooting a little laser at it and cutting off chunks of it. He's and like, the symbiote like, like screeches in pain, and Eddie's like, "Hang on, I'm coming." And he's on one of the bikes that he stole from the bikers. And he's like, it's like, when I get there, there'll be enough payback for both of us. I promise. Uh, He says, Payne's one of those guys who's too smart to realize how dumb he is. He spent weeks picking my brain, studying me, and still never knew what he was dealing with. Made it easy for me to break out so I could lead him to the other. Probably never occurred to him that... Probably never occurred to him that just escaping wouldn't be enough for me, and because of that, I kept his key card because he'd never Races, understand my uh, mission. Yeah, he'd never understand our mission. Wouldn't see he'd have to pay for the innocent that we'd have to come back for him eventually anyway. So I kept his key card, and he's like breaking back in the sanitarium the way he went out. Yeah, he's like and then dead. some of the goons are like. Hey, you see ER last night? That shit makes us look bad. And Eddie <laughs> runs in from behind him and he goes, Oh, poor, poor baby. baby. And smacks the shit out of this guy. <laughs> like he punches this dude with a fucking haymaker and he's like, I'm gonna hurt more than you're feeling. It's like this, like a really strong left cross. Uh, <laughs> Crack. And he kicks the other dude in the face. Wood. I don't need directions. I can feel the other close by. Very close. Waiting. And then we get to the best scene. <laughs> Eddie comes in the My room. My favorite scene. Eddie comes in the room. He says, Sorry I'm late. Traffic was awful. And Simeon goes, Bam. He says, I know, I know. Not funny. Uh, he, yeah, he, there's just this room with like the symbiote in a tube just kind of. And he's like, sorry, babe, traffic was terrible. <laughs> he's like, all right, I'm sorry. It's not funny. Because I'll have you out of there in a second. God, I missed you. And, and Payne he's like, comes touching in. the 
He's like touching the glass and the symbiote's touching the glass on the other side. <laughs> Pain comes in and he goes, I suppose you think yourself terribly clever. Uh, I was alerted the moment you used that purloined key card. Take him away. And Eddie Since turns... One of the- he sends one of his, like, big boy goons. And Eddie looks at him and he says, I remember you. You're the one that spits at everybody's food when you think they're not looking. What's the matter? Afraid of somebody who's not too doped up to fight back? And he just fucking dodges the punch, punches him in the head, and he's like, ooh, that must have hurt. Let's, Let's look, look at, at the instant, instant replay. replay. Smashes he grabs his head the dude. <laughs> he smashes his head through the tube that the symbiote is in. And Payne goes... Oh dear, this won't do at all. And and the symbiote surges out of the tube, slams into Eddie. He's like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's it, baby. Wrap those tentacles around me. Hold on tight. And get ready to buggy. That's and- this is not this is not like an exaggeration of what happens. It comes out with a big splupped sound, hits Eddie in the face and chest, and he says... And it's just, like, surging all around him, like, like fucking covering him. He says, oh, yeah, with venom. four H's. Oh, yeah. And then they and emphasize... I do think it's also it. worth pointing out at this point that, like, while we... I think it's worth pointing out at this point that, like, we as queers in the 2020s can look at this and just be like, yeah, this fucking rules. This is gay. I love it. But I, like, in the 90s, there was this thing of, like, like, kind of queer coding it as, like, isn't this fucking freaky and fucked up and gross? Because it's, like, it's kind of gay, right? Whereas like it, now, like, with the... This was... Like, when this was created, it was not necessarily with the intent of it being, like, yay, queer representation. Here's the it thing. was, like, I think... an aspect of it being kind of, like, oh, isn't Eddie kind of freaky and weird? I think other writers, maybe. I think this... This whole thing is written so romantic towards Eddie, and it's written... Like, from Eddie's perspective, with his very romantic lens. And I think the way that it talks about Eddie, like, the way that Eddie talks about the other, it is written with this, with this, hey, you guys are all aware of what this relationship is, right? Like, it is written with this, like, it is almost hitting you over the head with, hey, Eddie is in a relationship with this thing. And you can draw your own conclusions from that, but that's the text. I, I just other- i I don't want to necessarily say, "Oh, Lynn Kaminsky's being homophobic here," but I also think there is probably an aspect of this. It's kind of like in this is kind of a fucking unrelated point, but like sometimes in these like super like in super edgy like dark anime they'll have like a trans character yes but it's not to have trans representation it's because it's, it's that's a that, freaky thing yeah it's so that you can look at them and go what like and there's like 
Oh, you know what? A good. I don't know if it's necessarily a good example of it, but like Volgan in MGS three. It's like you're supposed to be yeah, like, whoa, yeah. Volgan's weird and fucked up. And then later, after they have explained to you that Volgan is weird and fucked up the whole time, like, also, Volgan fucks dudes. It's like... Yeah, it's like an it, aspect of, like, ooh, isn't this guy a weirdo? It's like, yeah, to pile on to, like, how Volgan is strange. Also, he can identify... Th- this guy by the shape of his ass because Vulcan is gay. I feel like kind of, kind of like classical queer coding in the, in the bad way. Right. Possibly. This, this guy is a villain because he is not a villain because he is gay, but the only gay people you see are villains. Yeah. And again, like the way this specific series is written, it doesn't necessarily feel like that. But I know that is a trend that happens with Venom, especially when you get into, like, the 2000s, when they start writing Venom very badly. There's a lot of scenes where it's like, oh, Venom just stuck his tongue down the thing's throat. Isn't that freaky and gross and homo? I mean, and, like, things can be... Things can be multiple things. Things can be multiple things, right? Eddie can be like a little weird little freak, but that can be separate from all this other stuff. Yeah, and I I don't say any of this to say that I dislike this. I just... Uh, when we're presenting it, I don't necessarily want to act like I am ignorant of the potential context that it was yeah. created in. Uh, but anyway... Eddie horny goo tentacle lover. Because this is, again, just the text. He says, yeah, oh yeah, that's it, baby. Wrap those tentacles around me. It, that's Those are the words he says. Uh, and he says, the tango, yeah, buddy. <laughs> the hustle, nah. And then let's make it the stomp. All over Payne's miserable school. So uh, now that they're reformed, they got funny. Uh, yeah, he starts singing fucking David Bowie. And yeah, Payne goes, euthanize him, please. And then Eddie's like, let's dance. Bum, 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 bum. He just starts but singing it as he's don't... fucking clawing dudes to death and like slamming them into the ground and shit. He's like, I can't remember goes, how the rest of that song goes, but I, I hate when that happens. It's like full on like spider-man tier like quipping but he's slaughtering a bunch of these like sanitary goons this remains like a persistent thing across like like there are bits and pieces of venom uh characterization that stick this is one of them that the and it's like is this eddie or is this the symbiote that likes to sing because this also happens when flash is venom where he just starts singing sometimes I have not read that much Flash Venom. I'm going to be honest, but it, I I, do, I like that. It's it's like a like recurring thing, and it's like at some point this stopped being a thing that Eddie did. It started being something that stuck with the symbiote as a being. I mean, that could be like that came from Eddie, and then it kind of the symbiote took that on. Yeah, I mean, because it's like how this there are parts of Peter's personality that came. Over to the symbiote. 
and stuck with it. Uh, and so he it's, he Im- so ends up impaling. Pain is kind of like Pain is like looking at his goons on the floor, and he's like, "Oh dear, just look at the shambles he's left behind." And then it's a shot of Pain's face looking scared behind him into blackness, where you just see the venom eyes. Who says I left? Says, huh? What's wrong Pain's like, Pain? ah! Don't like my singing. <laughs> and so he, and he, and he impales him. St- st- he impales him through his fingers like fucking Lady Deathstrike. Yeah. This is time you got a taste of your own medicine, you maggot. You're going to suffer the way the innocents you've maimed and slaughtered have suffered. He says, I'm afraid torture then, will prove rather unsatisfying. Some years ago, I experienced a mishap with an experimental anesthetic, and as a result, I'm quite unable to feel any form of physical discomfort. I didn't say like, anything. By the way, it. by the way, I'm that one guy from James Bond. <laughs> Who is by that the... guy? Is that from one of the Brosnan ones? He like got a bullet in his brain so he can't feel pain. Um, yes, that is um the blonde dude from um from Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> yeah. Like, by the way, I'm a Bond villain. I think they had to choke that guy to death. I <laughs> So so Venom says, I didn't say anything about physical pain. And uh, uh, Pain is like, oh, no. This is whatever sick and, and disgusting Eddie, things you keep that keep you warm at night. Whatever perverted hopes and sadistic dreams make you happy. Whatever kind of mental sewage you keep in that chunk of garbage you where your heart got to be. Kiss it goodbye. And we see him, like, he shoves his hand into Payne's face, but it's like, the goo, like, goes into his eyes and up his nose and in. And he kind of, like, throws him away onto the floor. And Payne looks fucking like a zombie. He is drained. He's screeching. And then Eddie goes, that's a massive phenethylamine deficiency. Payne, we just sucked your brain all but dry of it. I know what it feels like. I've been there. Feels like the Pacific Ocean. Despair instead of water. And you're at the bottom of it. And pain is full, like, ghoul creature now. Yeah. Uh, Eddie tells him, take two aspirin and call me in the morning. Uh, hungry, something warm and gushy, wet and tingly. Of course. How foolish of me not to realize brains there's no period on it it's just the word brains brains <laughs> and he bites into the the skull of one of his goons that venom killed so it's like fully fully reversed he is yeah uh eddie and then we the cut street. to eddie's walking down the street again just like at the beginning and he goes days go by one after the other most things fall apart if you're lucky enough to find something good, right? Do whatever it takes to hold on to it. I'd forgotten that. And we see another guy ask him, Change, mister? And Eddie goes, Don't have any. But I got this. And he gives him like a whole dollar bill. And the guy's like, Hey! He says, uh... Yeah, he says, Take something for granted, and sooner or later you're gonna lose it. I won't make that mistake again. 
Funny thing, turns out chocolate's a good source of the phenethylamine the the other needs. Here, I brought you something. So and as as Venom is like down in the sewers, and he's got a huge heart-shaped Valentine's box of chocolate. And he goes, so, as long as I remember to buy it presents now and then, we're gonna live happily ever after. And the last page is just a big shot of Venom eating like a, like a Rolo. And it says, the end in and a, a heart. And a little heart. Like, did you get it? Did you understand what we were going for here yet? When he says we're gonna live happily ever after, and then it said the end in a heart, and he talked about how the symbiote it gave him things no girlfriend ever had, and he Eddie said, That's has it, a baby. Wife. Eddie has been married. <laughs> Eddie had a wife, and he's like, Symbiote has done more for me than any woman. And he says here, like, we're gonna live happily ever after heart the end. Did did you get what we were going for yet? It, it it could not be more text, unless he unless he he. Oh God, sorry. Unless he fucking turned to the camera and said, "I'm Eddie Brock, and the symbiote and I are in a queer relationship, and we." Explore each other's bodies. <laughs> Wrap like, could... those tentacles around me is text. Um, and it's... I said it on when we did the Carnage episode that there are two kinds of people that like Venom. And it is uh, my stepdad and you. <laughs> and somehow, <laughs> some way, this comic encapsulated both reasons why <laughs> because he does a lot of cool shit he does cool action guy shit and he also does gay shit he's got big spikes in his teeth and he's eating dudes brains like that's cool as fuck he eddie dresses up like commando and he goes in the sewer and he shoots a flamethrower <laughs> he built he learns how to build a bomb in the library like that's cool as hell I mean, for a comic book character to do that. It's cool that a comic book character did that. It's not... The do not podcast does not support going to a public library and building a bomb. <laughs> but it is crazy that he knew that you could find the information on how to do that in a library. <laughs> it's like fucking Ash Williams. He's like, I have a chemistry textbook in my car. I can, I can build gunpowder. <laughs> I can build this in a cave with a box of scraps, brother. Uh, but also... I, I do want to say just kind of overall, um, like, Venom does not have a ton of appearances in this... Um, in this what? In this miniseries. Yes. Um, but, like, the way he's drawn is interesting. Um, it's not my favorite, like, visual portrayal of Venom. I prefer, like, the way he looks in, like, Lethal Protector and stuff. Yeah. Or just, like, in the original Spider-Man appearances. But he does look better in this than in... He he looks better in this than he does in Along Came a Spider, which is, like, the... Like, all the teeth are just, like, one kind of rectangle, and his lower jaw sticks out, like, oh, ten God. feet past his face. So he looks he looks a lot better than that. I just don't necessarily love the like 
kind of the teeth pointing in and he's got like the triangle mouth mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily love the way his mouth looks but the rest of the art in this is so good that like i don't even yeah uh like pain looks like a weird goblin the whole time he's got like elf ears yeah like legitimately that's what he looks like um it's drawn like so a thing in the 90s is that you saw a lot more horror comics coming out. And so you saw a lot of artists who were working on horror comics get work from Marvel. That's why, like, if you look at the first issues of Generation X, it's it shows that Chris Bocciolo is, like, working on horror books and shit because there is a certain quality to it that is also present in this where it's like, damn, you are really good at drawing weird, fucked up creatures. Yeah, it's it very much looks like a horror comic, and it really works for this story. Do they rip off Alien a little bit? Sure. But because like even when Venom is being like a goofy guy, there is like a horror element. Yeah. Like, here's the thing: if you want to play on like there being an element of Venom that's like kind of freaky, it's that like. Venom enjoys the things that Venom does. Like, Venom does a lot of weird, fucked up shit and likes it. It's a great time. <laughs> uh, did we talk about Len Kamensky already? Uh, briefly. Okay, I just I wanted to make sure we mentioned him because he's the writer and I think this is a very excellent story, so he should get a shout out. Yeah, Len Kaminsky, who worked on... We looked it up. Uh, Len Kaminsky was primarily an editor. He is also the co-creator of... Uh, he's also the co-creator of War Machine. Uh, yeah, that's kind of his big, like... If you want to point out a thing Len Kaminsky did, he's the, he's the War Machine guy. Yeah. Um, and but he, he also was... wrote a bunch of, like, various, like, Fantastic Four stuff, X-Men stuff. And he, he just wrote Iron Man for a while. Yeah. Which is when he introduced War Machine. Uh, he was the editor on, I believe, is it all 25 issues? No. Okay, so the first 25 issues of Quasar. Uh, was this the, the period where Marvel was making, like, if you're an editor, you have to write comics sometimes? Uh, n- not necessarily. Because I know that a lot of the writers were being kind of converted to editors, you know, one way or another. Because um, I know um, Louise Simonson, like she she wrote Power Pack because she was an editor and Mark had a policy that all the editors had to write as well. So, well, so they didn't get like disconnected. That. So I'm not 100% sure, but that's not the worst idea. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering if that's maybe why they had him writing Venom if he was like most... No, because I think that he... He wrote a lot more than he edited. He was an editor. He only edited like 30 issues. Um, and then he wrote almost 200 issues uh, across different titles. Um, so I think oh, he had gotcha. just like like a stint for like a year as an editor um, in the early 90s. Because he yeah, edited a few Avengers issues, a few issues of Nomad, uh, a lot of Quasar. Yeah, he d- he and does a really a few issues of Daredevil. 
he just does a really good job in this of portraying Eddie, and I mean, it's kind of like an Eddie character study, pretty much, because yeah. this is the era before they decided this would just look like a person. So, it, it's really just, like, all this 90s Venom stuff is just like Eddie character studies, pretty much. Yeah. And this really does a good job of kind of delving into, like, a fucked up situation Eddie was in. Yeah, because at and this point, the symbiote, how he learned from that. At this point, the symbiote is more like raw and animalistic because it's still only, it's still relatively new. Like it's been around at this point for what, like a decade, maybe. Well, uh, Secret Wars is nineteen eighty four, which is twelve. The first appearance of the alien suit. But the symbiote but then itself Venom have did what? not appear until eighty eight. Right, so it's still still pretty. This is only eight years after the first intro. So they haven't really explored the symbiote as a character so much as, like you said, explored Eddie. Well, and I mean, not that the symbiote doesn't have characterization in this, it's just because the symbiote doesn't talk, it's it, it gets less focus. Right, yeah. the The focus is who I mean, we is do bothered. see that. I, we do see that the symbiote is like, you know, influencing Eddie, and Eddie's influencing it, and it decides to leave because Eddie says it's he's not going to meet its needs, you know. Um, and they not that either of them know what those needs are, um, you know. Eddie's like to I'm a sad, helpful I'm, extent. I'm not going to eat people's brains. And the symbiote's like, well, that's the only place I know where we can get this, so. Because the symbiote doesn't when... know what it needs, it just knows that it needs this thing, and it can smell it in, like, brains. Yeah. And and we see that, like, when the symbiote is away from Eddie, it loses some of itself. Yeah. Um, you got any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, read Venom comics that are not by Donny Cates, please. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Also, <laughs> don't read the 2000s Hunger. Yeah, don't read the Only Hunger read... 2003. Read the Hunger 1996. <laughs> Just stay away from 2000s Venom at all costs. And Donny Cates. He did get into, like, a, a horrible accident uh, last year, which sucks for him. Truly. I'm not I'm not saying anything about him as a person. I am solely talking about his Venom comic. Um, oh, and that was the other thing I was going to say about Lynn Kaminsky. He did ha uh, put up a GoFundMe um, about some health issues he was having. Is that still going? Uh, let's double check, because I did see... It's, like, the first thing that comes up when you Google Lynn Kaminsky. Um, it did. So it was like it last is, May. It is just under its goal, so it is at twenty two. The goal is twenty three thousand. Um, there are still people do donating to it now. Um, it's received a couple donations in the last month. Um, yeah, he was a writer for several. Oh, yeah, for a bunch of stuff. He 
was in a. It's a, just GoFundMe help save Len Kaminsky. He was in a really yeah, bad some... uh, situation where he had like a health scare and then was in a really bad uh, care facility that uh, took all his money and used up all his insurance coverage. And um, I haven't really talked about it on this show, but my dad had a similar thing happen to him a couple years ago, and it's uh, it's been a tough time for him ever since then. So I imagine. Um, then Len has had a similarly tough time. Uh, I will actually put the link to it in the notes for the show. Um, and you guys can, if you are so inclined, uh, check that out. Um, thank you for joining us on this episode of MCMF, the first one of the new year. Uh, you might notice, by the way, to do a little podcast business, there are some changes to the way the show looks, um, like the feed and everything. Uh, just trying to get everything a little more cohesive. Um, so uh, you might notice that some of these episodes, uh, if you're looking in on them, uh, they'll change in terms of like the thumbnails. They might change multiple times depending on what I like and what I think works best and uh, everything. Uh, just keep an eye out for that stuff. Uh, new splash pages went up last month. If you haven't heard it yet, I did uh, work a lot on that one chloe actually did help uh a bit with the editing on it and again thank you for that um we're gonna try and do a lot of shit this year uh the the plan is for as far as i'm concerned is to make a bunch of cool shit this year uh we're gonna hit episode 50 next that's next episode after this one this is episode 49 episode 50 will be sometime either this month or next month depending on how schedules permit um and so keep your eyes uh peeled your ears tuned for that um thank you again for joining us on this episode uh you can follow the show on twitter at mcmf pod you can follow me at archer arios a-r-x-h-e-r-a-r-i-o-s uh the x is a c don't make me explain it uh follow us on youtube um i am in the process of getting more and more of the stuff put up on there um, and uh, just having the subscriber count go up helps with certain things with that. So subscribe to the show on, on YouTube. It's MCMF pod, same as uh, everything else. Um, the first three episodes are up in on YouTube now. I'm going to get the rest up over the next couple weeks. Um, but thank you all again, and until next time, Take care, stay safe.